Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. Hey there, Cheryl here. It's an extremely special day that I have tracked down Nakia T. Carter of Microsoft to be specific worldwide modern work and security tech strategy lead. Nakia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And you did great with the title. I know it's super long. <laughs> I know, I have a cheat sheet. If you could see everything, everybody cannot see my back office, what's going on. I have stickers all over the place. Uh, but anyways, I'm really excited to talk to you today because as we were talking a little bit offline before we went live, and you know, I, I think it's safe to say that most people's awareness has been raised, uh, hopefully, especially recently. Um, but I don't really think that when it comes to diversity, equity, inclusion, and all those things that, you know, there's enough progress being made and you're involved in some really impactful and things at Microsoft that are going to make a big difference. And I want to hear about those. But before we hop in, we hear about those and not just about what you're doing, but sharing ideas of maybe what other people can take from it and take the ball and run with it and collectively have you know real real change so things will in fact be different not just for us but you know for all those coming in behind us but mm -hmm. before we jump into that very very important topic can you share a little bit about now clearly you know you're still very young but let's talk about the younger younger the kind of littler Nakia and can you share a little bit about any stories that either inspired you to greatness or that were maybe really difficult and challenging and you decided to you know pull up your bootstraps and just go for it anyway like what inspired you to be where you are today uh i think part of it's just genetics <laughs> i think i got part of it from my dad um just tend to be pretty stubborn um but one of the things I can recall from my childhood, I think that really set me on the path, um, besides my parents' encouragement, of course, um, my parents are, were always very encouraging to um, all of us. We had, I had, I have two brothers and one sister and we could get any toy we wanted. So I had GI Joes and Barbies and <laughs> Silverhawks. If you remember where Silverhawks are, I love Silverhawks. But anyway, um, when I was in elementary school, there was a janitor that you know cleaned pretty much the whole school because i think we could only afford one um she was female so when we had to um rearrange classrooms they would you know say volunteer a few people to go do it and i would raise my hand i would be the only female raising my hand and the boys would be like nah you you can't do it and she would be like well she says she can do it so she can do it um so after quite a few times of doing it, the boys realized, <laughs> hey, not only could she do it, but she was stronger than most of them. So <laughs> uh, some of them got a little pissed, but um, you know, such is life. Do you, do you uh, think it still happens in the workplace? No. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, sometimes, um, <laughs> even though it's not as obvious. Yeah. It's those, uh, it can be those little micro aggressions or little, you know, snappy comments yeah. that so we make me that, but yeah. yeah. Then another one, um, 
that I think about was when I was um, first starting my career in earnest, um, had graduated college, um, moved to a different state, got hired by the government, um, was working under a lady and she, she took me through hell. I can just tell you that much. She made my life hell. She was saying things like, I didn't know what I was doing. They don't know why they hired me. You know, X, Y, Z, even though I was proving wow, why I was hired. Um, that just, even though it was a negative experience and I left as soon as I possibly could, even though it's still to this day, sometimes makes me question my worth. Um, the stubborn side of me kicks in. <laughs> it's like the hell with you. I, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, and I'm going to prove you wrong. So it was a bad experience, but it was also one, I think, that helped me to, to toughen up a bit more. And also, and this is a kind of crappy thing to say, but not be so open because sometimes being too open is not a good thing. People, you know, People take your difference as a reason to attack. Mm -hmm. um, but you can't let that stop you because there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like you. Um, sometimes more people for some people than others, but you can't let that stop you. And I didn't let that stop me. And that's why I'm here now, <laughs> not still in the government. <laughs> Yeah, and I think uh, I just really want to highlight something that you've said, because, uh, you know, as far as this, you know, person, you know, this boss that you had at the at the end of the day, at least I was told, and, you know, the story, the experience that I shared with you when we went on live with my, you know, the principal by school when I was 10 asking me to leave. Um, I used to hate her um, until actually about five years ago, I was talking to a colleague and she's like, you should be grateful for her. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's an awful person who says that to a 10 year old. And she's like, would you be doing what you're doing right now if it wasn't for her? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I think it's, you know, that a person that you were talking about, that boss sounded really awful, but at the end of the day, you're probably better for it. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, I'm definitely better for it. I mean, it, it, it helped test my fortitude. Um, and I had to go use a lot of fortitude because I had to actually um, report um, the equal, um, equal what the EOC um, report. I had to do one of those, and it it was a lot, but it I had to really toughen up and stand my ground and say, you know, I don't know what your problem is, but you're saying stuff about me that's not right. I can prove that it's not right. And I'm not going to just sit here and take it. <laughs> I'm going to fight back. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that just was something that helped me to figure out also how to fight back in the workplace. Because there's difference when you're fighting out in the streets <laughs> than when you're fighting injustice in the workplace. So that also helped me give me a, a super deep crash course <laughs> on how to do that. Yeah, want it or not, here it is, right? Um, so <laughs> I, I think that's really important um, for a lot of reasons because, and I'm, I wish I could give credit to the person that said this, and I don't remember who it was, but it stuck with me. And that is 
that it's in the workplace when it comes uh, to there not being the diversity, equity, and inclusion that there should be. It's not because 80% of the people are awful humans. It's because there's actually probably a not a majority of the percentage of people that are awful humans, but there is a majority of the people who are not speaking up. And that has to do with not just the people who things are being done to, but I think it's safe to say that most people have been in an interaction, a meeting, um, on Zoom, in person, what have you, where they knew something wasn't right, but they were afraid to speak up or they didn't speak up for certain reasons. So uh, I think what your courage is very important to highlight speaking up for yourself, but I'd also like to shine a light on even if something's not being happening directly to us, it's really important to speak up, you know, for others as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so let's take a leap then to, you learned how to advocate for yourself. You learned how not to allow people to dictate what you were capable of or any, you know, anything about you that was good or bad. You really spoke up for yourself. Um, and then how did you specifically get interested in um, the career that you're in now? Hmm. Well, I started off um, as an applications developer, then I did some internet development, then I went to SharePoint development, uh, which landed me at Booz Allen Hamilton. Um, I Then I got this thought in my head that, hey, Booz is, you know, I'm, I'm learning how to network in Booz. I could do this outside of Booz. Why can't I just go into work for myself? Which I did, I started a company, um, wasn't quite ready to, to, to like launch it. But at the time I had gotten kicked out of a contract because the funding got cut. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm, I'm out here now. <laughs> um, and I ran my company for seven years. Um, that piece of running my company, I had to learn a lot of stuff that was not tech. And that made me realize that I had, I mean, I already knew I had more talents than just tech, but it made me see that I had other talents that I could apply to a different job. So I was thinking, okay, so while I had my company and then I'm just selling my company and I worked for another Microsoft partner, then I worked for another one and I ended up at Microsoft. During that time, I was transitioning into more um, out, of, out of being the tech developer into being the tech leader, um, into being the tech manager that sort of thing. Um, so that's why I ended up in Microsoft instead of doing um, like being a partner technical architect, which is like one of the roles that I actually lead. I came in to be a lead, which gave me a different perspective. Um, still is, <laughs> it's a lot more work than I thought it was gonna be. Um, but it's a good learning experience. Um, and it's helping me to realize that I also wanna pivot again. Mm -hmm. Hopefully more into um, more into the DNI space, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and I definitely want to talk about that. But now, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you a little bit of a tough question, or what might be a tough question is: as Have you ever failed, or ever wanted to quit and give up on something? Plenty. <laughs> I say that with a capital T on it, <laughs> and a capital P on the beginning. Um. So I. 
the biggest one I could say, the most recent biggest thing was me starting a business. I don't, I mean, to, sometimes I look back on that time and I'm just like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> why did I think that? Um, I, and I know exactly why I thought it. And Booz Allen, I had gotten really good at networking. I had um, the ability to, because of my skill set, I was able to get work within, you know, whenever my contract was about to end, I would wait till that last week. I didn't even wait for, I mean, I didn't even do like a month time. I would wait till the last week and put my stuff out because I would get so many responses back um, saying, oh, we want you to come work on my project. We want you to come work on my project. So I'm like, hey, I'm, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. I, shoot, I could do this in the outside. <sighs> Did it for almost seven years. Um, it was hard as hell. But, and there were multiple times that I felt like giving up. But every time I questioned myself, like, am I giving up because it's hard? Or am I giving up because it's time to move on? And that's a very important question, at least in my book, because sometimes you'll give up on something just because it's hurting you at that moment. And then later you're like, crap, I wish I would have continued on. I could have did more, but I was in so much pain or, you know, so uncomfortable, so out of my box that I wanted to run back to comfort. Is it that or is it that it's really time for me to go do something else? Um, and for me, it took a long time before I got to the conclusion that it was time for me to do something else. And that was mainly because of funding, which is a problem in the business space for minorities and women to get funding that's not connected to a loan that you got to pay back immediately before the money even, you know, works its way through your business and does what it's supposed to do. Um, that was so hard, but I got to the point where I was like, okay, it is time for me to do something different. I cannot keep continuing on the way that I'm continuing. I can't keep on hiring people back and then having to let them go all over and over again because I'm hunting and doing the work and managing the employees and, 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 you know, it just got to the point where it's just like, okay. But I didn't give up because it was hard. <laughs> gave up yeah. because it was time. And um, the funding thing just let me know. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing that. And I feel your pain 100%. Um, I can totally empathize. <laughs> so let, let's talk for a moment about a couple of the programs or some of the amazing work that you are doing in Microsoft as far as helping uh, female leaders, uh, especially women of color, to you know get into the technology space. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, a lot of that work happened before I even joined Microsoft. Um, there were certain people that were friends of mine. Um, I'll give you two examples. One was male and one was female. The female, she was a SharePoint architect, like one of those people that you would call a sparkly unicorn in, <laughs> in the SharePoint space. I was, a, I was a unicorn. She was a sparkly unicorn, okay? So she wanted to start a business, but she was being overworked and underappreciated 
by where she was. So I, after lots of sessions of us talking, me sharing the things that I was going through as a business owner, she actually decided to start her own business and she still has her business right now. Um, she was already in tech. So I'm not saying that I got her into tech, um, but I got her to get, to move another step forward in the direction that she wanted to go in tech. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the male that I'll talk about, he actually joined her at her company, but he also was going through, he was, a, he was also um, in SharePoint, um, also um, already in tech, and he was going through salary, um, salary difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> he was nowhere near where he was supposed to get paid. Nowhere near it. He was so far away from it. I told him, I, I was just like, look, you should be getting paid in this range. There's no reason why um, you should be, I think he was around, he was either 50 or 25K or 50K low, lower than what he should have been. So I was like, you know, I, I know it's hard at this job. You're not going to be able to more than likely negotiate up that far. It's time for you to roll out. But when you roll out, make sure you negotiate your salary at the range that you should be in and make it non-negotiable. Because if you if you make it negotiable, of course, they're going to be like, yeah, sure. We'll pay you less money. <laughs> That's good. Come on over here. Um but you're not, you're going to be pissed. You, you're not going to be getting paid what you, you're worth. You're going to be walking around with a perpetual chip on your shoulder. Um, so you might as well get it done right um, because it's the right thing, but also because it's, it's yours. You earned it. <laughs> Nobody should take away anything that you earned. You earned it. You put in the educational time. You put in the time and experience in the jobs. You earned it. So I don't have any real, oh, wait a minute. I do have one. Um, I was gonna say, I don't have any real stories about getting somebody into tech, but I do actually, cause I used to work for a project called Project Hope in DC, more volunteer. Hope Project DC, I think is what it called. And also for, um, dang, what's it called? Not level up. Dang, it just went out my head. There's another one. Anyway, the, the point is to teach young adults that are in, in impoverished situations for the most part or low education and to get them into tech. So I would teach, come in and teach them the parts of tech that I knew, SharePoint, Office 365, things like that. But during those sessions, a lot of times I would have the students come up to me at the end and say, you know, how do I handle this situation? How do I get a job? How do I handle myself at the interview? Things like that. So I think in that situation I did, I helped males and females because they were both of those in the class. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's so important. And then what about, of course, I have to ask the question to kind of uh, marry what you do and what I do. And what mindset has allowed you to really persevere and be resilient and get to where you are today? I think the mindset for me is just determination and um, and um I guess just belief in myself. I just, some I, on the surface, people tell me that I look very confident. <laughs> I look like I know what I'm doing all the time. Inside, I'm like, 
oh God, I hope I'm doing this right. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I've always been one of those ones that was quick to raise my hand first, quick to demonstrate for other people. Um, so just putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. I think that that mindset along with the, I can't really say happiness. It's um, the, the, the belief that I will get there mm-hmm. somehow. I'll figure it out. That's my saying. I'll figure it out. <laughs> figure it and, out. And so for anyone listening, you know, I think that's a difference, at least what I've seen and heard over and over and over from, you know, world-class performers and female leaders such as yourself that are really making a difference in the world. And everyone has that fear and doubt, whether you're an Olympian or, a, you know, director, CEO, whether you're, you know, have your own company, what have you, doesn't matter your level of success. People have fear and doubt when it comes to either A, doing something different or B, getting to the next level. And, and that, that includes males. That includes, and that includes non-minority too. Yes. Everybody. Everybody. And so one, I just really want to highlight that what you said, and it's like, you look it in the face, you're like, yep, this is my situation. I do not have all the answers, but I will figure it out. So I think that's a really important uh, point for people to take away and really believe that if something's important to them, that despite not having the answers or having a path that's not clear that you will figure it out. So... Can you share, um, you know, last question, can you share like a call to action or something that you want people to remember or to do, you know, what, you know, people really resonated with your message and what you're saying, you know, um, and also specifically when it comes to the building, not just diversity, but as I've heard, the equity um, and inclusion piece is incredibly important too. Is there a call to action that you can invite people listening, invite listeners to take action on? Yep. So one specific call to action I have is one thing that I'm actually working on as a stretch, um, a stretch assignment for um, my job. And I, it was a work that I actually asked, I pursued and asked for Um, And that is to work with Microsoft's Black and African-American Partner Growth Initiative and Microsoft's Black Channel Partner Alliance. Um, Coming up soon, you know, this month, Juneteenth is coming up. So there's a bunch of um, events coming up around Juneteenth. Um, If you go to aka.ms slash partner growth and events, that's partner growth events with an S aka.ms slash partner growth events. You'll see a bunch of different events that you can um, join in on for Juneteenth. There's a few different days. It's like a span of the 14th through the 20th. So there's different days. There's a panel that I'll actually be on on the 15th, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but if you go there, you can go and you can register. Don't worry if you're not black. (laughs) You don't have to be black. You can come and join, be an ally, Come see what's going on. Come see how you can help. Come learn about the initiative. Learn about the other partners that are available, especially if you're a partner too. You could find a partner there that will maybe help you with some of your 
minority initiatives that you have going on. If you're federal contracting, maybe you need to have a minority business. This would be a perfect time for you to find one. So come one, come all, <laughs> please. So that's perfect. Can you share that website again? Yes, it is aka.ms mm -hmm. mm -hmm. slash partner growth growth with a th on the end uh-huh events with an s all right so it's aka.ms slash partner growth events sounds like it could be beneficial for many different reasons for many different people mm -hmm. wow nikia t carter thank you so much it's been a pleasure talking to you i really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and i look forward to following you it's been a pleasure talking to you. So great to be here. Thank you all for joining. <laughs>